The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing people over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Thank you, thank you, everybody. If you're not familiar with the program, what you get when you join the Patreon is, number one, you get access to a special secret room where all the bad stuff happens in the Discord. You see behind the curtain, if you will, called the Battle Pass in the Discord. You also get our undying love and eternal gratitude, but you also get some sweet, sweet audio extras just for you, including PSVG DLC, which just dropped a new episode, uh, Arcadia Academia, which is coming back this week. The episode is recorded, hasn't been released yet, uh, and then Bored With Everything, and possibly, possibly, Kevin hates everything. I need to reevaluate that a little bit. Uh, my mental state maybe won't allow me to hate everything unless it's pure fiction, but I'll get you something, I promise. Um, so all of that for just a dollar or more, because Lucas's kids do need to eat, you know, just a dollar doesn't do too much. Over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Special thank you to our Patreon producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Chris M., Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, and Coach Hulk. Thank you for your support. Patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, let's get on with this week's episode. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network. Is I your host, Kevin? And with me, I'm trying to think of a funny thing to, to squeeze in here. Um, uh, oh, wait, wait. I know what we can do. We could just be referred to as lumps of coal. Mr. Lucas Rose. Hi. Her, Hi. Her, do you, I don't, what does a lump of coal sound like? I, I don't know, but do you know why we're lumps of coal? I don't know if you heard, because I just heard, because I was behind in my podcast. I don't think I've heard. Okay. I, I don't surprise doesn't surprise me it was on nintendo shack after all um i had asked a question of the crew that if they if they were to uh to secret santa what would they buy everyone oh. in psvg oh, okay. and it was pretty cool like right away caroline was like oh i'll get jason some beer mm-hmm. cool josh will get a kickstarter uh board game mm-hmm. awesome like it was really thoughtful stuff and then it got to well actually i should i'm gonna reel it back just a little bit okay caroline said she'd get me something earthbound related so that was very nice then donnie took the mic <laughs> I think he was. I think he was strangling it as he said it. And he said. He said first. He said he's joking, but then entirely he wasn't joking. That you and I would get the same gift, Lucas, and that was lumps of coal. <laughs> and that's because wow. apparently all we do, and I didn't know it was this bad. All we do is be unhappy with everything. So you've been lumped into Lucas hates everything at this point too, um, and we apparently find no joy in anything. And we just make fun of stuff, therefore we deserve <laughs> lumps of coal. I mean, <laughs> it's fairly accurate. I mean, it's fairly accurate, but I'd say like 50% I, of the time we're only joking and we don't true. actually hate it. We probably have no opinion of it. It's true. But yeah. I, well, when you when you hate on everything that one specific person likes, then I mean, how do you, yeah, how do I you guess get along? That's true. 
you know? That's true. Well, Donnie and I have been doing it for, what, four years at this point, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. You guys have game share or whatever, but you don't like the same game, so I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We, we like the same game oddities, but, like, mainstream choices, I feel, we, we don't always agree on. Although I got him to come around to Far Cry, which he enjoyed the Far Cry game, so, like, I want him over there. It's true. So, it's, I don't know, it's hit or miss. We'll see. I, neither one of us like Red Dead Redemption 2, so we have that going for us, but, you know... I don't know. Maybe just now I'm going to say the opposite of everything he says because I get a lump of coal. And Jason Lacey gets beer. Just just saying. Wow. Wow. Mm. Well, I will be yeah. expecting my lump of coal in the mail. And it better Ooh, be a big true. one, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, speaking of which, it's been a while because last week we did the Game Awards. So uh, how was how was your, your Santa Claus day? <sighs> you mean the day that Jesus Christ, our Savior, was born? I don't know. Callow said something weird, like the the three wise men showed up today, which yeah. I always thought. I mean, maybe as a Catholic, as a Christian, like I was just told told wrong. Like I thought Jesus was born in the same day. That's when those dudes showed up because they were following the star. Yeah, but you'd assume I, he's saying now was like no, it's today, which just well GPS was really weird back then, so they probably took a wrong turn. I mean, I guess they just could ask Alexa or something. I don't know. It's true. Yeah, I didn't know that either, though. So, I mean. I, hey, if I've learned anything, we can just celebrate whatever we want, whenever we want. That's true. Just make up a holiday. People can't tell you're wrong. Yeah, just like, nobody's right. Yeah, it's true. Just like uh, Girlfriend Day. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day, you mean? No, no. We're going to make a new one called Girlfriend oh, Day. Oh, okay. It was this terrible movie I watched. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. Is it really? Yes. It's that terrible. <laughs> was it one of your 300 last year? 200 and yes 200 sorry yes it was (laughs) it's called the cheat movie because it's like i think it was like an hour and 10 minutes we call that a cheat movie so it's really just a long episode of something without commercials yeah basically (laughs) okay fair enough um Uh, oh yeah you get to relax a little bit yeah christmas (laughs) uh my christmas was all right (laughs) um it was good i it wasn't as stressful as years uh, gone by so that was nice uh, in some ways it was but once we actually had Christmas figured out pretty early and that was always uh, stress relieving I find uh, so yeah I mean our the older our kid gets the more we enjoy uh, Christmas mm-hmm. because it's more fun for him um, and our our little baby girl was she was born in May so she was kind of old enough to, to kind of be more active yeah. Um, whereas Isaac was born in September, so his first Christmas was, Ooh. you know, he was... He just lay there. Yeah he, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. We just threw boxes at him, and he was like, I don't know what to do. It's true. I mean, my, my kids, my two oldest, were September, end of September, and then December 12th, so... Oh, man. Neither one of them really had any clue. Yeah. Does that Christmas, even... But. If you're born in December, does that even really count as your first Christmas? No, she, get, she, she got screwed for the longest time. I mean, she's 16 now, so she... I mean, I basically kicked her out. She has to find an apartment. Um, nice. But the uh she what we used to do is she would have a joint birthday with her other sister and we just do it like in between both of their birthdays and do a joint party Uh, because you know if you do one in december number one people aren't going to show up because they got too much going on or you get the joint here's your christmas birthday gift and it's one thing that you would have got for one of those occasions so yes we moved that on early on so that she didn't have to uh suffer that fate my wife's birthday is december 28th so she knows that pain it might be a little bit better to be before christmas after christmas is just like you're done you don't want to do anything extra it's true 
Unless unless you're like your January, at least at least middle of January. Yeah, then you're you then should you're be fine. okay. Then you're safe. Yeah. Then people might actually be willing because they'll buy stuff on clearance. And at that point, like, what do you care? Yeah. Like, it's still gifts. Like, it doesn't matter to you. It's true. It's a good point. It's a good mm. point. So, mm. all that to say, yeah, it was a pretty good Christmas. How about you? Cool. Yeah, not bad. It was, you know, I, I warned you ahead of time of my running around in a multitude of places. But uh, when it was all said and done, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> my, Just my another older holiday. Kids are, yeah, well, my, my older kids are kind of over it at this point. Like, they still like getting gifts, don't get me wrong, but... The, the magical part of being a parent at Christmas time is kind of gone with them. So it's really just the four year old. Um, but she had a great time and, you know, typical meltdown, stuff like that. All the normal stuff you get oh, yeah. around during the holidays, it all comes through that way. So uh, it was all good. Yeah. Nothing too, too worrisome or anything like that. So good. Um, did you get to play any games? You know, you'd be surprised at how. Okay. So up until Christmas and then up until that weekend after Christmas. Not really. No, mm. it's just you're always doing something. You're always preparing something. I don't know. It didn't. Ha- it didn't really happen. Afterward, though, I I, I finally got to pl- once things returned to normal. See, my wife was on. Uh, she's a teacher, so she's on break as long as That's right. You know, our kid is. So things have been pretty abnormal around here. But uh, once things kind of settled down after Christmas, yeah, I was able to start playing some games. But uh, before that. Like I said, when I was younger, it was like, oh, I can't wait to delve into this game and play it for two weeks. I'm going to play games for like eight hours every single day because I don't have school. No, not anymore, man. Now it's just, you know, doing some adulting of some sort. But uh, yeah, I I fit him in a little bit. I I don't think I got anything new. Like I didn't get a a game for Christmas or anything like that. I mean, the one I got was over a year old or two years old at this point, too, so. Hey, the Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that was. I'm late. I don't know what year that was. Late to the party, man. That's me. Yeah. I don't think I. I rarely play games from the same year that they release. Yeah, 2017 is the game I got for Christmas. Wow. I mean, it was the game of the year edition with all the DLC and stuff too. So it's brand new to you. Exactly, and I haven't played it yet. I avoided all spoilers and stuff. I just know the main character is uh, Alloy, or Alloy. I don't know how you want to say it, but I'm assuming it's Alloy because it's all metals. Um, <laughs> That's all I know, but uh, yeah, why don't you go first? Tell, tell us about okay. those games you did get a chance to play. Okay, I'll do that. Um, I don't know if I talked about this game here before. Phoenix Point. Now, I became aware of this game, uh, I think, when I was getting PC Gamer from the library. I, I happened to be walking around uh, past the magazine rack, and I was like, they have PC Gamer here. They had like hmm. every issue from like six months ago on to current. So Do I, they come with a demo disc still? Unfortunately, no. Oh, I don't darn. think the disc would be like it'd have to be like a Blu-ray or something to to fit. That's true nowadays. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's probably just a download code now. It's just a piece of paper. It's like here's your download code for a demo. Um, so I got it and I saw this game on here uh, called Phoenix Point, and it's a turn-based strategy game, sort of like XCOM. And I think some of the people who worked on the original XCOMs are included in the development team. And um, so that got me excited because this was around the time that I I had just completed XCOM 2, I think. So I was kind of hyped for this, but it didn't look, you know, like it was a well-known studio or anything. It was like, you know, it didn't seem like it was getting a lot of attention because that was the first time I'd heard of it. So... I had it on my radar. I think I wish listed it or something. 
it kind of came and went and I didn't really pay too much attention to it. It's one of those games. I was like, well, I'll buy it when it's like $10. Well, it recently came to PC game pass. (laughs) I don't know if it's on Xbox, but it's on um, game pass on PC. I was, I'm confused. Is there two different games? Cause like I'm looking online. It says it came out December, 2019. I don't think so. That maybe it did. And then it's coming. And then it's coming to Xbox and PS4 in 2020. Oh, maybe they maybe they got it as soon as it came out. Huh. On Game Pass. Okay. But uh, but see, that's what I'm talking about. Like I have no clue. I just saw it yeah. was on there one day and I was like, I know what this is. I'm going to play it. So I did. Man, I didn't realize it was that recent of a release. Wow. That's what I was laughing cuz I'm like you you're like I've really played games called the same year and I'm like this is a brand new game you played <laughs> like less than a month old. That's true. Well, I mean, like I said, I completely like I didn't do any following of it or anything. I just kind of yeah. was like, "Oh, here's this thing. All right, I'll worry about it later." Um So yeah, Phoenix Point, well, I loaded up Game Pass and it was on there, so I downloaded it and uh it's so you can definitely see where there's some XCOM similarities. It's about, uh, you know, aliens coming to Earth or the, there's like this mist turning people into aliens. I don't know. I don't really know what, what's going on there yet. But uh, you have like that overview of the world that you can send uh, your you see your base on, as a pinpoint on the map and then there's other things that come up around this globe as well that you send your troops to go do and they always go inside of like an aircraft and then they fly over there then they you know explore the area and then you do whatever (laughs) mission there is very similar to XCOM you still have to manage your uh, your people your um, soldiers you're doing leveling up you're you know making equipment you're doing research that whole thing very much like XCOM, the newer, the rebooted stuff. Yeah. However, unlike XCOM, the presentation is a little lacking. There, There is like cinematics, for instance, when you're playing the actual action portion of the game, the turn-based part. Uh, but other than that, like the menus and the way that information is presented to you is a little rough. For instance... Uh, in XCOM, it will tell you what your hit percentage is. And, and in a lot of games that are turn-based, yeah. they'll tell you what your hit percentage is. They decided to go with, like, a reticle. So, like, when you go to fire, Ooh. it'll point to whatever uh, enemy that you're going to fire upon. And you can tr- you can go into first-person mode and target an actual uh, part of their anatomy. So, like, head, leg. They're gone, junk. whatever. They're junk. Uh, <laughs> and that does different things like causes bleeding or, you know, slows them or, or whatever. And the problem is, unlike the VAT system, for instance, which tells you each individual percentage of hit. Yeah. This has a ring, almost like a an aiming reticle that shows you where your bullets will land within this ring. Okay. So it'll either be red or blue. And there's no percentage. It's just randomly generated where these shots will land. But you're you will know that they will land within this ring. You don't know where. You don't know how many shots within that ring. You know they could all miss and happen to go you know wide or whatever. Yeah. No percentages. So it's very like I don't know. It just feels weird to do it that way. I need I need yeah. hard math. I need like data or data or both or both. Why not both? Right. So 
that's a little bit frustrating. Uh, there's parts where, like, when you get them off from the ship and you go back to your base, you want them to heal up while they're there. Uh, mm-hmm. But they only can heal up at the base, and you can only send them out so many times they lose stamina, and it makes it harder and harder for them to continue doing missions. You want them to be able to rest a little bit. Well, you have to, like, manually click on each person in the barracks and go to a drop-down menu, tell them to get off from the ship and onto the base. And, like, you have to do that for every single soldier that went on. Oh. So there's, I haven't found, like, a mass, you know unload or mass load uh, button or anything. So there's just little things like that as an example that kind of make it a little rough around the edges and maybe a little bit tedious to do. Um, Just, you know, whether it's leveling up your characters or getting them to a mission, there's just these little extra steps you feel like you have to take that don't really add much to the game. Just kind of housekeeping, I feel like. All in all, it's okay. I mean, it's a turn-based strategy, as I've said. That's kind of been my jam lately. Uh, I've kind mm-hmm. of realized that I really like these types of games. So overall, it's okay, but I'm not really feeling the pull that XCOM uh, had on me when I played uh, XCOM 1 and 2. So uh, we'll see if I stick with it. Yeah. Uh, the other two games that I played are just complete like time wasters. Not Not in a bad way, but they're those creative games that you do... Uh, where it's just like an open sandbox. Oh, okay. Um, the first one is called Trail Makers, and this is in the newest uh, Humble Choice. I was actually aware of this game through Steam. Uh, you know how like it'll ask you if you've if you're aware of these games. Like there'll be a Steam queue, and you. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, and ask you if you're interested. So I'm. I came across this because of other games I've played, and it's basically a Lego game where you're building cars and aircraft and all sorts of stuff but what trail makers did what was smart was that they have like a campaign mode or um some of these like mission modes where one was like a rally race and you have all these different races and you have to make different types of cars to deal with the different terrain uh like the first one's a really short race and then there's another one where everyone's a little bit faster and you're unlocking more and more parts then the next one might be an off-road race that type of thing so you have different like tires different uh engine powers all sorts of stuff so you're building all of these things aerodynamics weight all the stuff you have to worry about but it's basically legos so everything just snaps together really easily um And it's a lot of fun when you have, I find when you structure it around missions like that, where you have a goal, it's a lot easier for me to sit down and play with my son where we're not just like dinking around to see what happens. We're, you know, making something with a purpose. And he seems to like that. Uh, Every once in a while, he'll ask if a game has missions. He'll be like, are there missions, dad? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, this one has missions, you know, whereas uh, I tried another one called brick rigs, which is also similar. You can build stuff, uh, similar to trail makers, but there isn't really any missions to speak of. So you're just kind of mm. messing around seeing what you can build. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. And I, I think it's on PC and Xbox. Uh, I think I just looked it up. I believe you're correct. So see. if that sounds, and it, it, it's fun and it has a decent art style and stuff and uh, physics engine and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. Looks looks like it's on PS4 as well. Oh, there you go. And you can play with other people, but unfortunately, it's not same. It's not split screen. So yeah, it's one of those games. 
Uh, so yeah, Trailmakers, pretty fun. And then lastly, uh, a game, hesitate to call it a game, more of like <laughs> another open sandbox thing called BeamNG Drive. Uh, this is more of like a physics engine, a soft-bodied physics engine that simulates car collisions and, and such. So... Like, if you go on YouTube and you search BeamNG, you'll get tons of videos of people playing this game. And I, I knew of this game because of when it first came out, there were some YouTubers who were playing the game, and it looked really interesting. You can really set up a lot of very realistic crashes and, hmm. and stuff. So you can fling vehicles off the side of cliffs and watch them in slow motion roll down, you know, that type of thing. You can watch a monster truck crush a car as you drive over it. All sorts of stuff. And uh, But it's one of those games where you have to create your own fun. They do have a couple of different things that you can do, um, like little missions, but they're so short that it's not really the real reason that you would buy the game. They're just kind of things right. to help you get used to like what the game is about. Um, so as, like a, as a little kind of, you know mess around and just crash cars and stuff like that it's it's pretty fun but like i said i hesitate to call it a game just because you have to make your own fun and that's the difficult part with these things uh it doesn't i don't think it has multiplayer uh at least not like server-based multiplayer that i know of that doesn't so it doesn't really mean much but um but it has a huge modding community. You can download a lot of different cars. And, like, the monster trucks weren't in there. I had to go and, like, download that mod and, and get those in the game. But there's, you know, a lot of fan-made stuff that you can play around with. And, and uh, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to, to just dink around with stuff and, and sort of make up these you know, destruction derby or horrible yeah. highway accident or, or That's whatever. A, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a video now and it's like the first one was like the Jurassic park fan. And this one's actually the, the dress park Jeep brother. Mm. And now I'm watching one with a van from home alone that the bandits drove around. In. Oh yes. <laughs> Somebody put that in the game. It's like rolling down a cliff. I'll tell you the bodies that come out of the car. It's kind of gruesome there. The like the physics with that. Oh, they have, like a, you see the bodies hanging out. Like that's a mod actually. That's not oh, okay. the original game. Uh, okay. Cause I'll say that's a little disturbing. Are they but... crash test dummies or are they actual bodies? No, they look like racers in like the white racing suits oh, with the helmet yep, on. Yep. Yeah. I've seen the crash dummies too, but this one looks like more Realistic. like it's people versus crash <laughs> test dummies. Yes. Thankfully, uh, you can, that's just a mod and you can change them to crash test dummies or whatever if you want. So yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those weird games that I like and probably nobody else has ever heard of it, but, uh, I don't know. Like I said, fun to dink around in. So yeah, makes sense. That's, that's really it. All right. All right. Um, I kind of jumped back into Fortnite a little bit uh, during the winter event they had kind of going on. There was some different modes and, and items brought in just for the holidays. Um, Can you so kill I people through. with a huge candy cane? Well, yeah, you have a candy cane pickaxe. I've used that. Nice. Um, and they added in the Star Wars stuff, which I finally jumped into. Like I knew they did it when Rise of Skywalker came out, but a lot of the items still continued on. They're still in there, and I'm kind of hoping they'll go away, and that's because... Um, I've uploaded a couple of videos of it. Yeah, the I've lightsabers. Yeah. They're they're super OP because if people shoot at you and you're holding the block button, you'll actually deflect them. Oh, nice. So unless they have like a gold, which is the highest level like machine gun, uh-huh. you can't get a bullet through. For better or for worse. Like if you have a lightsaber, that's awesome. If you don't, then it's terrible. Like you come across somebody, you're just dead. Um, which has worked out to my benefit and 
against me numerous times. So I'm kind of hoping those go away. But it is kind of cool to play through. There's also areas where a TIE fighter has crashed. And there's First Order troopers there. Oh. And they're NPCs, but they'll kill you. Because huh. they, la- they have their blasters and they like swarm you. But if you manage to take them down, you pick up one of their blasters. They're actually really strong guns that shoot a lot before they overheat. And then you got to mm. let them cool off a little bit. So um, little neat things there. But uh, dove back in because my daughter was like, ooh, I see this skin. I want this skin. Daddy, unlock the skin for me. And sure <laughs> enough, I had to complete like 30 missions to get this uh. one skin. Um, but I'm a dad and I did it. Um, so it sucked me back in a little bit. I still, I have it under control, though. I don't need to play all the time. Don't need to play every day. Um, so that's good. Uh, I did finally pick up and dink around with just a little bit uh, the Untitled Goose game that everyone was talking yeah. about months and months ago. Did you play this yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I don't know if it's on Game Pass for PC, but it is on Xbox Game Pass. Okay. Um, but I actually bought it on Switch a while ago uh, before I went on vacation, hoping that I would play it on vacation, which I never did. Um this game is fun. I talked a little bit about the Nintendo Shacks. I won't talk about it too much here, but it's exactly what you think it is. You're just a goose that's being a jerk. Like, it's just, you're in this map. Like, the first one's a garden, so not really any spoilers here. And you have objectives like, hey, get this, get that, um, drench the gardener. And, like, you just do things to cause chaos or you steal stuff. And you have to complete these objectives. So it's kind of like a puzzle game. Um, but you're a jerk goose at the same time. So you have to figure out how to obtain the objectives without being stopped or caught and and so on and so forth. So pretty fun. Um, if you get a chance to play, I, I would say that's a good one to play with your son and just let him watch because it's harmless, but it's funny. I've heard that it could be considered a little too short. Do you feel that way or does it end like right when it should? I haven't played it enough to say for sure. Okay. I'm only on the third area level i guess you could say it kind of just continues on um from what i do understand it is a short game but you gotta remember the game is like 15 bucks so i mean realistically if you if you get four or five hours out of it i don't see you can't complain too much i don't think you know that's true and and it depends like if you i i feel like if you go into it not knowing what you're supposed to do and just read the objectives it will take you longer than that anyway uh sure if you read a walkthrough saying okay here's how you do everything and solve this i'm sure you can breeze right through it but like the right off the bat, I try. I didn't read anything. I was like, okay, here's my list of things. I had to steal a whole bunch of things from the garden, bring them to a picnic blanket, to have a picnic. I had to steal the gardener's keys. I had to drench him. I had to make him change his hat. There's like a whole bunch of different things. And I started just by going to the garden and stealing stuff. If the gardener sees you, he'll actually follow you and take back everything you already took. Oh dang! So you have to figure out how you're going to do it without being seen, without getting caught. And if you get caught, you have to start all over again. And maybe you know. The secret of that first one is, is getting things in a certain order. He won't be triggered as to where you are, um, or there's certain triggered. things you do. Like one of the things, well, one of the <laughs> triggered. One of the things is a radio, and if you take the radio, it plays. So as you're walking away, he hears you walking away with the radio. So like, you don't have a choice. So that's either yeah. the last thing you take, and you just run to your blanket as quick as possible, and you get credit for it, even though he catches you. Or what I did was I took the radio threw it in the middle of the garden so he didn't chase me but then i turned on the sprinkler so i shorted out the radio and then was able to take the radio and it wasn't making noise nice because i broke it basically nice. but you still get credit so call that yeah there's different things solving skills exactly so there's different things that it would take you some time to tackle through so it's not just a super super easy game there is some thought behind it but it's fun and just running around as a goose honking loudly is is fun <laughs> it's fun um and the last thing i know you played as well with jason a bit i'm sure you'll talk about a flux suppose overcooked too yes 
Yes. Wife and I decided to boot that back up because we hadn't uh, played the last couple DLC things that we have the season pass. So it was new stuff. The holiday event is free for everybody. So you guys will be able to play that if you didn't play that already. There's like some Christmas yet. levels in there. Um, but the one we dove into was the Carnival of Chaos, which was the latest mm. uh, season pass only ones um, where it takes place in a circus and you do some circus food some carny food if you will corn dogs and and um they add drink machines they add condiments to hot dogs in this one like there's a whole oh, bunch of snaps. new mechanics yeah it's it's fun um and it's not as super hard as some of the other ones but it's not super easy like we can two star everything pretty easily but that third star is kind of like man how do you even get to that third star like it's that kind of crazy so if you can just control your ocd and say okay i don't need to get three stars you'll be fine um but it is a lot of fun. I, I just love the game. I hope they continue doing stuff. I think they still have more DLC they have to release as part of the season pass. Because um, so the the free events are just standalone maps. Mm-hmm. The the season pass ones actually take that overworld map from the first game, from the original Overcooked 2, and add different areas to that map. Yeah. So it looks like we have you have the core game, you have the Carnival Chaos, you have Surf and Turf. Uh, there's the surf and turf you have the campfire one the camping one and it looks like there's one or two more spaces so i haven't heard any any other announcements of what's coming but it looks like there's room for two more so i'd imagine they'd have to round it out before um you know stopping the support of that game so i don't know what else they have in in store for us but uh everything they put up in top notch with this can't speak highly enough of overcooked too um it's just a blast now is it is it cross play now no right no i don't think so okay because man i'd love to play with you guys but i don't want to play on pc <laughs> i know well we played on well, we play that on Switch, and I Switch. That's right. I want to try to play the first one on PC with the um, Steam Share so, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's not uh, online at all, if I remember correctly. That one was no. The first first online. one was online at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that worked. Yeah, because I'm playing on PS4 is what I bought it on, but it's on Game Pass for Xbox, so it's free there. Um, don't know if it's on PC though, for, for Overcooked too. But you have it anyway, so. Um, yeah, so having fun with that. It's a good game. I highly encourage people to pick it up if you haven't. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially if you get some. If you have, have if you have at least one other person to play with, uh, it's a good times. Yeah, I it, it's basically required that you have one other person to play with. Yeah, I've I've played single player a few times and it's awful because you're controlling two, two people. people. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I can't I can't do that. My brain doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah, Mine it either. is what it is. Mine either. I mean, my brain just doesn't work. Period. So doing all that is even worse. It's true, but yeah, it's true. Enough from us. Let's hear from you folks. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one, regular contributor of the show, Dev Tyus. With CES upon us, what is some tech that you don't currently have that you would love to have in the near future or something that you're looking forward to? AKA VR, 4K, 8K, better sound, etc., etc., etc. Hashtag prime question. Hmm. Hmm. What does CES stand for? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Consumer <laughs> Electronics Show. Um, you know, I never really paid much attention to the CES, which is funny because uh you would think I would have with, you know, VR and, and that stuff, but I don't know. There's so much technology that comes in through there that to me, it's just kind of hard to keep track of it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously I'm always interested in VR advances. So, uh, that, that will, it'll be, it'll be cool to see what comes out of there. Um, 
other than that, not. I mean, not. I think 8K is. 8K is too much. We don't need 8K. Like, I'm not the type of person to say that, but there probably is no reason to have 8K unless you're going to show something that's like 100 feet across or something. You know, it's got to be huge before you even notice a difference. So. Plus, there's not even there's not even enough content in 4K yet to really be like we're ready for the next stage. Like we haven't made that jump yet. It's true. There are people who still buy DVDs, folks. There's still DVDs. Well, and even a lot of 4K. Like after I upgraded my stuff, I found out most 4K things aren't even in 4K, especially That's if there's right. computer generated stuff in there because mm-hmm. they don't do that in 4K. Uh, there are a few true 4K movies out there, but uh, most of it's actually 2K, which is pretty close to Blu-ray anyway. So right. Um. I'm more interested in things like HDR, you know, that like H mm. once I saw HDR, I, w- I was like, oh man, you know, that's, that's where the money really is. It's not 4k who cares about that. But, uh, I, I think probably the biggest thing I'm excited for is for these 8k TVs in the new technology to come out so that I can finally afford to get an OLED screen <laughs> and get yeah. one of those really, you know, nice, uh, 4K televisions instead of the, the budget models that are like $300 when they go on sale. Right, right. Um, for me, I actually like, I don't follow CES too, too close. Um, there's been some rumors that Sony may show up and actually unveil the PS5 there. Mm. We'll find out. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that, but I also didn't expect Microsoft to unveil the, the Series X during the Game Awards either, so who knows. <laughs> yeah. um, I like out of CES to read the articles and see the crazy stuff that comes out of there. Like, here's all the products you don't need, but they just do anyway. Um, it's like the World's like, Fair. Yes, exactly. Like that, That's what I like reading is all the stuff that you would be like, why? Just why? <laughs> um, there's one, was it Kohler, that company that makes like shower heads and faucets and stuff like that? They're now making Alexa-enabled yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I get the speaker. Like, hey, I want to listen to music in the shower. Okay, that makes sense. But like, just the fact to be like, Alexa, turn on my hot water. It's like, yeah. do you need that? Like, how... At what point do we say, okay, you really like just stick your hand out? You're in the shower. You you need to wash up anyway. Your hands have to work. Like you Alexa, don't need to just wash be like, me. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, rinse off my grundle. Like the, no, you're not gonna be like. It can't work that way. Uh, no, I, yeah. it, I mean we never thought we'd have smart houses anyway. Like in the movies, true. people were always like, oh yeah, I'm gonna walk into my house and start talking to it. But we're there. We're, it's happening. The future is now, folks. And now. And now. And now, that's true. And it's 10 just, seconds from now. It's never ending. But then when's the present? It just passed us. Well, then when's the past? Way back there. Can we go back to the future? Marty! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back in time. What happened? So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. Haley, what's the deal with strawberry milk? I like this one. I do too. Now, are you a fan of the, mm, the, that is the, the milk of strawberries? That's the... <laughs> you take the strawberries. <laughs> Did you know you can milk a strawberry? Well, okay. On three. You got to say if you like it or don't. Okay. One, two, three. Like. Like it. Yes. Team yes. strawberry. <laughs> It's it's a uh, it's good. I like it better than chocolate yes. milk personally. Yeah. Okay. We're there. Now, 
I'm going to show my age a little bit here, Lucas. Okay. You have to you have to follow me. I don't know why Haley asked this question. Maybe it's like rare in Canada. Or they just got it, and that's why she's like, "What's the deal with this?" And we're like, "It's been around since like the '70s." Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember when Nesquik would come in a powder? Yes, of course. Oh yes. Okay, strawberry Nesquik in the powder is the best. Mm-hmm. Rare because. Yep. Well, while I always prefer the powder over, say, the 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 liquid, because mm-hmm. that's just weird. That's a topping for ice cream. You don't put it in milk. Yeah. Um, it did taste better than like if you go to the gas station buy the premixed stuff. Yep. I don't know what the deal. Is. They, I mean, it's probably one of those things where if they make it now, they have to remove like ten ingredients because. It's, it's true. shown to cure, to cause cancer. I almost said cure cancer. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> Straight to strawberry milk. <laughs> yeah. That's why they took it off the shelves. Dang it. Um, yeah, I, it was good. And I, I don't know anybody who actually buys powdered chocolate milk or powdered ra- ch- cherry or cherry milk, strawberry milk. Cherry milk. I almost said, Cause I know, I almost like, said raspberry. Then I said cherry. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Like that Carnation Instant Breakfast stuff, that doesn't count. That's not chocolate milk. Like no. that's not the powder. I do know like Hershey still does the powder, I think, too. I've seen that. Yeah. But you don't see much of the others. But I'm gonna blow your mind here, Lucas. Okay. I'm gonna go way back and I blow it. I don't maybe this isn't maybe this is a regional thing. I don't even know. So you may not have ever even heard of this. Okay. Nesquik also used to make banana milk. Oh my goodness gracious, I would drink that. It was it was delicious it was the best it was above strawberry milk in the tier of flavor are milks. you kidding me well okay you buy both strawberry and banana you mix them together and you got yourself a strawberry banana milk shake and i seem to have lost kevin what is going no on? kevin where are you come back i blew his mind i blew him right off the internet with my strawberry banana milk All right, so uh, strawberry milk. Yeah, I do like strawberry milk, and I don't understand why people don't like it. It's delicious. Does it taste like strawberries? No, it doesn't taste like strawberries. Does chocolate milk taste like chocolate? No. Okay, so stop it with your silliness. It's a delicious milk drink. Okay. Now I'm milk. Now I'm like lactose intolerant, so I can't even have strawberry milk. Can I have strawberry almond milk? That's too many words. Strawberry almond milk. Way too many words. Uh, strawberry, strawmond, strawmond milk. That would do, that would be okay. Strawmond milk. Chalmond milk. That's chocolate milk. Kevin says he's rebooting again. Uh, let's see. What else can I talk about about strawberry milk? Uh, what if it came with actual little bits of dried strawberry that like re uh i don't know what you call it re there's a word for it research oh, i'm he's back. back thank god sorry my internet decided to reboot itself as i told you earlier good times uh, that it- that it was doing that, so I don't know. But my computer didn't restart this time. It wasn't like that. Woo. It just literally lost all internet for a minute or so. Wow. Um, so yeah, banana milk. You were you were making a really excited face, and then I lost it. Oh, that's what blew you off the internet. <laughs> it was. Take the banana milk. Okay. 
Mix in the strawberry milk. You got banana Ooh, strawberry milk, my strawberry friend. Milk. I don't think I ever did that because banana milk stopped existing when I was like six or seven. Uh, I want to. Okay, banana milk. What? It was Nesquik. It was Nestle. Yeah, Nestle. And it came in like the tins because that's what all the powder came in was like these weird tins. Yeah, before plastic was invented. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, banana ice. Wait, no. Banana Nestle Nesquik review. Can you yep. make it though? Is banana Nesquik? Unfortunately, banana was discontinued due to low sales volume. <laughs> yeah, probably. But you can buy it on Amazon. Old. I was say I'm looking at it and it has like in plastic, plastic things and actually even like self single bottles. But yeah, what I had was in the tin cans. So they clearly kept making it or they made it again later on. But you gotta be you gotta wonder what this is dated for. Oh, please note this is a British product and the exp- expiry date will be in UK day month year. Oh, so. Maybe they know something that we didn't. Banana milk hey, is maybe. the best. Yeah, but it was really, really good. So that that's what I want to say, Haley, is what's up with banana milk? Why don't we have it anymore? Because that was the best. What's the deal? They probably have in Canada. Bring- what's the deal with the banana milk? I'm going to tweet to Nesquik, bring back n- banana milk. <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> you cowards, yes. <laughs> do it. Do it. Um, so, yeah. While Lucas is tweeting at Nestle, because I really hope he's actually doing it, and I will like and favorite that. And I want everybody to like and favorite and retweet that when you see it as you're listening to this as well. Sorry, question. Nestle, Nestle US, Nestle Toll House. Oh, they make the chocolate chips. Nestle US, right? I would do US, US, yeah, because if it's in the UK, you don't want to tweet them. They're like, what? We already got it. Bring back banana milk, you cowards. Yes. Tweet. There, it's done. Tweet. <laughs> Boom. Go find it, everybody. Make sure you like, retweet that. Um, last question. Coach Hulk. Madden, Madden, and after all those soul-touching questions, Madden. I think that was him submitting his Game of the Year winner speech mm. because Madden won, and he couldn't make it, so I think he just sent that really late because, number one, it's not a question. It's just the word Madden a few times. Um, so I think he was just late and was submitting that. He finished his cheese fries and, and deadlifting a pickup truck and then remembered to send that in saying Madden won Game of the Year. Sports Game of the Year. Ooh, not Game of the Year. That'd be crazy. <laughs> no, let's not be ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> it's barely even a game. It's just a roster update. It's true. It's true. Um, remember, Lucas and I hate everything, so it works. <laughs> Before we get to Tour Trouble, thank you for the questions, everybody. Uh, as always, if you're in our Discord, be on the lookout. I'll normally reach out to you all before the show. And I'll also tweet out there if you're not following us in the Discord. Please send us your questions. As ridiculous as they are or as serious they are, we'll be happy to answer them or mock you for asking the question in the first place. But we appreciate it either way, so thank you for that. But it's been a week. It's actually been a few weeks since we've done this, <laughs> yes. so it's time to check out the news of the week. Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. So, Lucas, did you know you get free games from Twitch? Uh, no. And if you have Amazon Prime, uh, do I have that? I need to look <laughs> yes, up. You do. I need to look at my bill state, like my my uh, oh, bank yeah. statements, and see what's billing me lately. That's that's fair. Well, if you do, there's a new set of free games out there. Um, okay. 10 free games okay. that you can collect in all January. Okay. Uh, Anarchute, oh. not Anarchy, Anarchute. Um, Ape Out, which a lot of people liked, especially Donnie, told me I had to keep playing it, and guess what? Now I can. Um, nice. Dundara. 
Enter the Gungeon, which is a highly regarded game as well. Mm. Gatto Roboto, which has cats and robots, so I think I'm in. <laughs> Heave Ho, Kingdom New Lands, A Normal Lost Phone, which I did play that actually on... I don't know if I played on PC or I played on my phone. Um, Splasher, which uh, Jason played. That's like the Splatoon platforming type game. Uh, and then Witch Eye. Uh, those are available via Twitch Prime uh, for January 2020. So you have all month to get those. They just went up a couple days ago. But Lucas, the tip I had for you. Yeah. So do you have the Twitch app on your computer? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I hate it. And it's constantly updating. And eventually after a while, it stops working. Like I get all these error messages. And it's just it's annoying. Okay. If you search the Windows Store, there is an Amazon Games app. Okay. That gets you the access to all the Twitch games from there as a launcher, as well as you're able to redeem the free games there as well. So you don't need the Twitch app at all. So it's another launcher, which we know people complain about, but hey, this one works better than Twitch and it doesn't make you install Twitch in the process. Um, This is just a standalone Amazon Games app that will allow you to go ahead and um, access all your games that you have gotten through Twitch Prime for free. Or if you purchase through Amazon digitally, I guess you'll be able to access them as well. I'm actually booting mine up right now. I'm going to see if I can screen share with you to show you how clean it is. It's super simple. It's what? Sexy. Mm, it's going a little maybe, too far. Maybe in a girl next door sense. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> that could be even, that could be sexier sometimes. Fair enough. And of course, it, like doesn't want to load right now, or my computer's just going to blow up. So maybe I won't push it. But there, <laughs> there is an Amazon Games app. I suggest you get that. Um, it makes things a lot easier. It's a lot cleaner, and now it's going to load. Um, but yeah, it works well. But there's definitely some good games. Enter the Gungeon. Um, ape out which a lot of people like too so get yourself some and if you're on that don't like the switch launcher amazon games app in the windows store get that and that will take care of you being able to redeem and launch the games right from there and install them because you'll have your library there just like steam uh but it works much much better than the twitch one with a lot less glitches because it's not trying to do everything that twitch does in the background so i recommend you do that while redeeming your free games nice i like the hot tip Hmm. your turn Let's talk about more free games. Ooh. Uh, have you ever heard of the Epic Game Store? Um, like it's a game store that's epic? Like it's it's like the game store. Like when you went to Toys R Us as a kid and you're like, this is epic. No, that one closed. Oh. They they had to. They, no, I'm not familiar. I'm not. I don't. They had to liquidate. Didn't they make a guys. game that was like not a lot of people played? Didn't make like 1.9 billion last year at all, even though it's a free game. Or am I confused that with somebody else? Yeah, it's called like PUBG or something like that. Oh, right, right. PUBG. Yeah. No, PUBG. Sorry, PUBG. PUBG. <laughs> um, well, they do other things like release free games. Why? Nobody knows. Nobody knows why. Everyone's. Why do they all do somebody it? Somebody did it once it now. and now everybody's doing it. It's. I mean, I'm not. Except for Steam. Steam doesn't do it. <laughs> Steam doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is trying to curry favor with uh, Steam users by being like, we got free games. Hey, come on over. Hey, come over here, pretty lady. <laughs> Die, all the games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so the, Ep- uh, the Epic Store is offering the first two Darksider games, and then Ubisoft's Deep as uh, free games. Now, not just Darksiders. No, no. No, sir. Or ma'am. Darksiders <laughs> War Mastered Edition. 
which is better than just playing Darksiders. It's true. Uh, uh, 4K textures. I don't know. Probably. 8K. 8K. 12K textures. 120 frames per second. I don't think you can guarantee that. <laughs> I think that's dependent on your, your rig, but uh, 120 frames per second. We're going with it. Have you okay. have you played Darksiders? I have played Darksiders and um, Darksiders 2 as well. Wow. I uh, didn't beat Darksiders 2, but I did beat the first Darksiders. It was a great... Um, if you like God of War, it's very much like God of War, especially that first one. Yeah. Um, Darksiders 2 actually felt more like a Zelda game where the combat was still God of War, but you had the horse as your main mode of transport, mm. like Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made you feel a little bit more um, uh, like medieval RPG versus God of War. Okay. Um, but they're solid games that are like a, a great B-tier game. Like it's not a AAA title, but they're good, solid games that are a nice palate cleanser. Uh, they're definitely fun to do, and I, I honestly, I'd put either one of those ahead of Steep. I think so. Yeah, I, I especially on PC. Well. I can't imagine like what's the fun in playing Steep on PC? Like, you get to launch. I mean, you could do a key, you can do a controller, but like keyboard and mouse on a, on a skiing game. That's just that cheating. sounds horrible, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, on PC they probably have a, a snowboarding uh, controller that you actually buckle your stand feet on. <laughs> if Steep was in VR, maybe that'd be cool. Ooh. Now you're talking. Now we're getting somewhere. We should be game developers. Isn't that like let's, the let's tweet at Ubisoft? <laughs> Add VR to Steep, you cowards. cowards. Everyone's a coward. <laughs> I love it. Well, I did the last one, so you got to do that one. Okay, I I will tweet at Ubisoft. <laughs> um, so I beat the first one. The second one is one of those I just keep meaning to get to and then never did. But uh, that's funny. I, I thought the first one was Zelda like, um, already. So. It's going to be even worse. If no, the first one definitely felt more like God of War to me, at least. I don't know. I, can, I see that because there's the button prompt kills and all that other stuff. But uh, yeah, it was more like that. And the combat does feel that way. But as far as like getting a bunch of items and stuff go, that's kind of in the way the maps were laid out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to justify myself to you. Do I? Let's Am see. I fired? No, oh, I'm, I'm tweeting at Ubisoft and make sure I tag at Steep Game. You cowards. Perfect. Done. Sent. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody that's watching or following our Twitter right now is going to be so confused as to what's going on as we're recording the show. But now you'll know, folks. Um, More free games, Lucas. That's what we do here. We inform the people. The public. It's true. No, it's not really fully free. You need PlayStation Plus. But the last time we podcasted, Xbox announced theirs and Sony was holding off. They announced theirs in the meantime. For January, if you have PS Plus, uh, you get Goat Simulator. Mm. Literally the goat. It is. Yep. I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean actually a goat. Right. Because. Right. Interesting. Now. I mean, that's the steep of this equation, to be sure. Yes. The big one, the Nathan Drake collection, which includes Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 are all there as well, which is pretty cool, especially for anybody that may have gotten PS4 for the first time over the holidays, and there were bundles that came with Uncharted 4. You'd literally get, like, the whole thing. Just open your box. Here's all of the Uncharted's, which are, you know, 
nobody can really dispute like they are fantastic you know tentpole games of the sony ecosphere mm-hmm. you throw in the last of us and maybe some god of war horizon zero dawn you got you got a field day going on man um so while maybe a lot of people already own those games for those that do not those are great pickups in the uncharted series not the goat simulator yeah <laughs> that one's that's that one's okay it's fun goat simulator is fun but it's not really that could just be free to play and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah i agree I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think you're pretty excited about this one. I am. Grand Theft Auto Five is now on Xbox Game Pass. Console. I, I like this game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I beat it like three times. Oh wow. Yeah, I beat it once on Xbox, once when I got it on PC, and then like a couple of years later or a year later, or whatever, I beat it again. I did. I don't know what <laughs> it is. I. I think, like, the fourth Grand Theft Auto was too realistic in the driving simulation and stuff, but Grand Theft Auto Five feels, like, perfect as far as that mm. stuff goes. It's just, I don't know, it's a sandbox game that I can really get into. Just open world, a lot of fun to be had. My greatest, see, I'm, I'm excited for this, too, because my greatest regret was that I never played enough of the GTA Online Yes, that's that was the point I was gonna make. Is that so many people are gonna be flooding GTA Online yeah. now that hadn't already because of it coming to, to and Game they're still Pass. supporting and adding stuff to that. To oh yeah, GTA Online. It's crazy. They that's just, their they, that's their Fortnite. Yeah, they're just they, they yeah. did a casino thing. I, I don't know. It's crazy. I tried to play it with Josh once from Board with Video Games, and I don't know. He just as soon as he joins my group, he starts shooting police officers for some reason. I don't. It's like that. That's what they do up in Massachusetts too soon i don't know i assume that applies somewhere i don't know i was just making it up we don't really shoot at police we don't we don't pack guns up here we're not texas i thought that's just what you do when you play grand theft auto any of them you just shoot police off i mean that's what the that's yeah. what the people who don't play grand theft auto would make you believe i mean san andreas when you went in the police station you got that cool purple weapon that was like bendy <laughs> I don't uh, think that was, I don't know why you had this bendy rubber thing you'd beat people with, but it was like a hose or something. I, I don't think know. That was, I think that was Saints Row. No, it was San Andreas. Was it really? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Bring back San Andreas, you guys. <laughs> Bring back Bendy Bat. <laughs> I'm bringing Bendy Bat. Oh, Anyways, uh, Grand Theft Auto yes. Five. So play it on the Xbox. Yep. It's good. Play it with your yep, children. It was definitely in San Andreas. I just I just took a look just to make sure I wasn't okay. crazy. I could have swore. But it is true. I could have swore. I think they I think they did put one in um, Saints Row as well afterwards. Um, but GTA did it first. Simpsons um, did it first. Simpsons at first, it's true. I am excited for this because I told you off the air before we started. I have played GTA Five a few times. I think it was like Red Box rentals where I got like free rentals. So I had it for a few days. Yeah. Or stuff like that uh, might have been last gen too. I'm not. I'm not even sure. But I didn't spend enough time with it. But I enjoyed what I played of it. I think I. I literally got to the point where you unlock the third playable character, and that was about it. And I think that's where I stopped. Um, so I am excited to jump back in and be able to take my time and play it uh, as I can. Hopefully, eventually get to it once I'm done. Um, Days Gone's got to get wrapped up first, I think, before I do some other stuff. But who knows? Maybe next week I'll tell you. Hey, I started playing GTA. <laughs> That would be lovely because I, I we could talk about it and. Ooh, it's true. I wish it was cross-platform, but the, That'd be great. the consolers would whine. Uh, he's using a mouse and keyboard and killing me all the time. Mmm, that's true. Sorry, sorry, friends. 
Okay. Anyway. All right, moving on. We have this cool article that Donnie actually sent us. I'm giving Donnie credit here, not just taking it and pretending like this is my idea. And it was a roundup why? of industry analysts. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> we, we don't. He doesn't like us anyway. So, but uh, I guess I don't want to throw fuel in that fire. What about coal? Um, <laughs> oh, hey, well played. Um, it's a roundup of industry analysts and some of their predictions for 2020. And if they made predictions 2019, it's kind of like where they stood. Okay. Not going to go through the whole thing, but I do want to get into a couple different um predictions here and get your thoughts on them as well lucas okay um so one of the first ones is more popular gaming ips coming to vr so the analyst states that with half-life alex and left for dead breathing life into vr more triple a titles will be released the key is whether these games will be ripe for the medium or have just trouble adjusting to its unique value proposition just because vr is cool doesn't mean something needs to be in vr so they're predicting, though, that it's going to bring more AAA titles to VR. Do you think in 2020 you're going to see an influx of AAA VR titles hit the mainstream? I think after Half-Life, Alex succeeds or fails, and I think it's going to succeed. It will breathe life. And I say this because we've already had AAA experiences, uh, Skyrim, Fallout, Doom. But the problem was those games weren't developed from the ground up with VR in mind. They were it was just kind of added after the fact. With with uh, you know, a different varying degrees of success, Doom probably being the standout for being the worst out of all of them. So I think what's going to happen is they're all going to realize, oh, you mean we actually have to make a game f- with VR in mind from the beginning and then mm-hmm. and then we'll start seeing that. Yeah, you know, where maybe they'll make a version of the next Elder Scrolls where it's mm. VR uh, and different from the original, like from the uh, non-VR version. But uh, yeah, like they say, I mean, there does need to be a reason for it to be in VR, not just hey, here's a game in VR. So, although I don't know, that's kind of a weird comment to make because Half-Life Alex probably didn't need to be in VR. Yeah, I guess you're. You're right, but I think the Half-Life at least was designed with VR in mind, saying like, hey, yes. we're going to make a Half-Life VR game. So I think that goes along your point. I think just the way they phrased it was weird. Um, but I'm with you, although I don't think we're going to see more hit in 2020. Right. I think we'll see more after yeah. because of what comes in 2020 uh, between Left 4 Dead and, and Half-Life. I think those are definitely going to move more VR units. Is it a long-term thing? Not entirely sure yet. Another analyst actually says that they predict VR will still struggle. Half-Life will certainly move some units and bring more investors into the gaming VR, which is also another good point, that more people will be willing to back VR studios uh, if we start seeing some units move. But they feel that at the end of 2020, they'll still, as a whole, the industry will be wondering where VR gaming is headed, which is kind of what we've talked about the last couple of years. We're like, you know, where what is VR doing? Sony's, you know, made it clear that they're all in on it. Um, uh oculus is obviously still doing their thing the htc with the vive is still doing their thing so they're invested in it but we're all kind of wondering it's like where is this going years from now is it going to stick around is it going to become you know a fourth or fifth option because you know you have sony you have microsoft you have nintendo you have pc is vr going to be another tent pole or is it always still going to be kind of tied to that pc landscape we need we need oculus because they have the money we need oculus to just realize they need to build a actual uh high functioning computer vr all in one 
device. Mm. It's not enough just to have a VR that does basic experiences like a phone could do. It needs to be like the Xbox of VR, the PlayStation of VR. Once that happens, I think we'll see. It needs to be a console, basically. And then somebody can take responsibility for actually making things like Half-Life Alex from Mm -hmm. the console owner, so to speak. Console in quotes. The VR headset owner. So, yeah. I think we're still five years years out from something like that, but... I think so. We're headed in the right direction. Making the moves. Making the moves. This next two, I'm going to lump together because they're two predictions that I find intriguing. Mm. And more so, I'm interested to see where you stand because as an outsider in these games, at least, uh, your thoughts. Okay. They predict Fortnite is going to drop off. The data is clear. More players are aging out of Fortnite than there are ones aging in. There's far more competition in the massive shooter market than there was in 2018. But thanks to Fortnite, they will struggle to hold on to market share in 2020. They think they're less enthused than usual about future updates in Fortnite. And in the same breath, they say Apex Legends is going to gain share. Mm. Its initial its initial success was unexpected and Respawn couldn't keep up with the demand for new content. That's true. I think it was much bigger than they thought. They weren't releasing updates like Fortnite was every month, every week, you know. Um, playership stumbled, but with Season 3 and the holiday event that uh, Apex just went through, which I really enjoyed theirs as well, uh, Respawn is hitting its stride and Laps players are beginning to re-engage. I think 2020 is their year. Interesting. So I I do see that Fortnite is dropping off a little bit. I don't think it's really as big as they're, as they're kind of saying it is here because I think that Season 2 or Chapter 2, Fortnite Chapter 2, when they rebooted it back a couple months ago, was the right steps it wasn't just a content update like hey here's new skins here's a new map like that was a graphical overhaul kind of a reboot to a lot of things and it really works and runs a lot better than it did before and before it still ran great um apex i still play apex too so i go back and forth between fortnite and apex regularly sometimes even in the same gaming session Uh, apex is making great strides as well but i still really feel it it feels weird that you can only do like trios i still find that being a weird situation like fortnite you can play solo duo squad Mm -hmm. and they have other events you can do apex still does just the regular mode just three teams of three and then sometimes there's a a different event that's a limited time thing like the holiday one which where you captured a train uh that was moving around the map you have to land on the train take out the other two teams and claim the train um but those things last like a month and then disappear Right. Um, so I think until Apex can compete with the pace that Fortnite does for their updates and changes, that Apex is still going to have that leg down behind Fortnite. Do I think those two are going to be the ones for the long haul to continue growing? Absolutely. And I think those are the ones we're still going to be talking about a year from now, potentially even two years from now, if they keep going at the rate they're going. But I think Apex will gain more share, but I don't think Fortnite is going to drop off as bad as this guy seems to think it would. Yeah, I, I mean... I think Fortnite's going to go down as one of those games like Counter-Strike where it's just it's around forever. Um, The weird thing with this is that it has so much more popularity in the mainstream, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of makes it hard to predict. Um, Whereas I think like Apex, like you said, I I don't know. It just it is kind of weird that they they require three people, uh, three man teams. and, And that does hamstring it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to move much, honestly. I think it's probably going to okay. stay about the same. 
I feel like there's definitely like a plateau somewhere where they're both just gonna you know you have those dedicated people who play and then other people who've moved on most games have that this genre especially has that i think they're just gonna stay the same throughout 2020 for the most part i mean you know i what are they does it say where they're at right now players no it does it this this one didn't predict okay so let's let's say there's like five hundred thousand concurrent players or something I I think it'll just stay at 450 at the end of the year or something like that. A small drop, but okay. nothing major. Okay. This next one I found interesting is since we're the only ones to talk about streamers. They predict that stronger private regulations or encouragement from publishers and streaming platforms, especially around the area of educating influencers on how to compose themselves publicly and privately. So the NFL, NBA, MLB, so on and so forth, they all provide trainings to rookies on the subject Hmm. because you're thrust into the the ecosphere and we all know our favorite streamers do things that aren't always great. Um, You know, hopefully nothing as bad as like PewDiePie, but Dr. Disrespect filming in a bathroom and, you know, Ninja even going off on on women gamers sometimes. Like there's, there's different things that do we see publishers streaming platforms like mixer and twitch do we see them stepping in and guiding these folks on that rocket train to stardom i personally i don't know so we know certain influencers have contracts or agreements with mixer with twitch to be on that platform exclusively Mm -hmm. so there is some financial interest there but not everybody that climbs up that rank has that like they're very you know there's tons of popular streamers who don't have any buy-in from developers or the platform that they're on they just have a big following so how does how do you put the responsibility on like a twitch or mixer to be seeing who's rising up the ranks and then saying okay we want to teach you now how to do this like yeah you built your audience doing what you did whether you know your mainstream publicly like like dr disrespect is probably a great example some people absolutely hate the guy some people air quotes get it that he's like a wrestler figure type thing and they understand like he's not like that in real life but what are what's the responsibility of these people to step in and tell them how to do how to develop their brand that they built on their own before they got the attention in the first place right i don't think you can't i don't think you should it's i mean it's up to the individual to understand what's right and wrong and if they screw it up you know that's on them uh i wouldn't i don't see something like twitch or or anything like or mixer coming in and protecting maybe only the highest of the high like top five streamers other than that, like I can't, I can't foresee like all these people, you know, going through this training. As far as like NFL and and sports teams and stuff go, it's not gonna matter. I mean, they're young. Like you can tell them whatever you want, but they're still gonna do whatever they feel like doing. Like if they're if they're if they're the type of person who is going to get in trouble off from the court or off from the field or whatever, off from the stream. Uh, then you better believe that one month of uh, sensitivity training or whatever is not going to do anything. Right. It, no, it it's a sense. waste of time. I mean, like it, it, it comes down to personality. And unfortunately, sometimes that's part of your personality. It doesn't excuse it, but it does. Like you said, it would be taking away what they do. It doesn't make it right. For, for Definitely doesn't make it right. But 
I mean, I mean, you only the class Donnie put us through clearly didn't work because we still do whatever we want anyway. That sensitivity training that did nothing. It's true. It's true. I mean, we got a free lunch out of it. So, I mean, they get those little sandwich platters. That was good, but you know. yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't taste as good coming up the other way though. Well, that's fair enough. The uh, the next one, this one I think is an interesting one. So console sales, mm. they predict Switch again will be the best selling console during the year. It was in 2019, which makes sense. We had the PS4 and Xbox One, you know, end of life cycles. You're not going to see massive console sales, but this one predicts that Switch will outsell again. Even though Microsoft and Sony will release new consoles, they predict Sony to outsell the Xbox as well. So we're looking at Nintendo, Sony, Xbox. Mm. Do you think that's how it's going to look next year? Well, this year in 2020. That's tough. The the problem with the Switch is that it's not as accessible to the older generation. You know, I mean, like the Wii was very accessible, was everywhere. I think this is probably going to perform more like a handheld you know like which is good i'm not saying that's bad at all so it's just kind of almost like hard to compare well the handhelds did outsell the regular consoles look at like 3ds and game boys like those outsold them too. now you don't have a choice right i just struggle with you look at the games that have already come out so you've had your zelda you've had your big mario you had pokemon like pokemon's the biggest console mover now it didn't get as critically acclaimed as they were hoping for, but Pokemon sells consoles. That's, that's a fact. Right. This year, all we know is Xenoblade, which that's not going to be a console mover. No. And you have animal crossing that will be to an extent, but how many people haven't picked one up that have been waiting for animal crossing? Right. We may get some, somebody buying a second switch for the first time because of it, but is that really going to outsell new core consoles and PS five and Xbox? I I don't know. I think, a lot of switch lights are going to get moved. Yeah. Um, and I think it's for the generation that is just stepping into being like the kids who are going from 11 to 12 or 12 to 13 that have never had a game console or haven't had one up to that point. That was current. I see that happening, mm-hmm. but it's hard to believe that a bunch of adults who have control over their money, aren't going to run out and buy an Xbox and a PS five. Right. Series X or whatever. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close no matter who shakes out. And it's going to be close enough where I feel like it's not really going to matter who's on top. It's you true. know what I mean? Um, it's going to come down to like as close to like 200,000 units or something like that. I feel like. Because you've got so many things going on right now. You've got Game Pass, which is, you know, doing great for X, uh, for Microsoft, which they needed something because. Right. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. The audio listeners don't know that, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> um, PlayStation, you know, they've been killing it with their, their uh, exclusives recently. So they have a strong game, but they always. I feel like they always screw up like every other launch, it kind of seems like. That's so true. This is the one that. You think they would possibly, uh, and then you know, Switch. I feel like is probably the most consistent, is what I is mm-hmm. what I would say. So, I'm gonna weasel out on this, and you know, just think it's gonna be too close to call. Okay, that's fair. Uh, two more before okay. we move on to the last story of tonight. Okay. This one I have a firm not gonna happen, but one of these folks predicted it. The Switch Pro will come out in 2020. 
why at this point why even right i i feel like hey once again giving nintendo shot credit here they talked a lot about breath of the wild 2 when that's coming out they don't think it's gonna be 2020 think it's 2021 which i agree with them on that and mm. that's the time you sell the pro you release the two of them hand in hand just like you did the original switch yeah. and breath of the wild and I think that's a better case to move those units. Don't try and go toe-to-toe with Sony and Microsoft on a console release here. It's, they're not going to win that battle. Like a spring release or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Just do it again in March, April like you did last time. And that'll give people the, the holidays to buy it, and then they'll be itching for something can, new. And then we know Breath of the Wild is going to sell consoles. I, so. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last one, which I was surprised this one. So through the first three quarters of 2019, 87% of U.S. video game content spending was done digitally. I had no idea. Now, it dropped in the quarter four, but they're predicting that 90% of total content spending in 2020 will be done digitally. That's amazing. 90%. That's massive, considering how much physical still gets moved. Yep, I can't believe like it. It must be that uh, that holiday gift giving because people want to give digital games for Christmas. Yeah, I, I guess that's the only thing stopping it. But that's that's crazy. It was that close. I mean, if it was eighty seven percent the first three quarters, can I see it hitting ninety this year? Sure. I mean, I, for me, I can't tell you like so the the PlayStation games. So Days Gone, I didn't buy. Uh, Chalfie sent me that one. And Horizon Zero Dawn, my wife bought because it was literally like ten bucks Amazon deal, crazy thing. That's the reason I bought it physically. I have not bought a physical Xbox game other than Call of Duty Infinite Warfare because it was at the Five Below store. I got it for five bucks. But every game I've bought on Xbox last year was digital, other than that. So I can see it happening. It's kind of crazy, but like with Game Pass, I was like, I don't need to buy physical games right. anymore like it's just it's how well, it is wait for a sale pick it up and you're good to go i mean it feels like digital goes on sale way more often even like obviously on pc but just in general like and you got those switch games that are only available digitally so yeah i wouldn't be surprised i'm surprised it's already that high but yeah yeah four percent i didn't or think it was that high but you, yeah I, I i'll go along with it okay then that's all the predictions i have you got one more story there, Mr. Lucas. I do. I do. Uh, so nin- Nintendo is reportedly working on some more Wii U ports for the Switch. Uh, they're planning, let's see, you said um, uh, Xenogear. Or uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade. the first one remastered. I wish Xenogear. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and what's the other one? Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was the other ah, one yes. that was being ported. Yes. That was a port. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that was a thing, and so to me, that's like a brand new Oh, that's game. the game I made fun of yeah. Donnie so much for in yeah. the Wii U days. I looked it up, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a this is just a um, a rumor. It's reportedly happening. It's not for sure until Nintendo announces something. But I feel like these tend to be, you know, somebody always has their ear to the ground, and this ends up being yeah. true, uh, especially when they can nail it down to exactly two or whatever uh now what i want to get to though is the likely options for the future that this uh article points out uh mm-hmm. future ports would inc- could include wonderful 101 how do you feel about that i don't i don't think so 
that one like yeah that's one not a lot of people played so like these these ports that they've done the hope is that more people play it this time around yeah. because they missed it on the wii yeah. u i don't think that that's a game that's gonna move a lot of units unless it's like on sale or it comes out at a, at a good price but if that comes out at like 60 dollars i don't think so well especially when you consider these next ones star fox zero this one i'm torn on i've like from what everyone said if you remove the mandatory motion controls the game was fine mm-hmm. if they give that as an option i see it as a maybe because they do need to start fixing the Star Fox brand if you will and Starlink was actually the best move for Star Fox in years um, where on the Switch everyone just basically played that as Star Fox Starlink <laughs> yeah. um, I could see it happening but I still don't think that's a likely pick if there's only, if they're only doing two more and that's it that would not be in my top two list. I feel like Star, Horse, or Star, Star Fox. Star well, Horse. You all understand this, I guess. Star Fox okay. is the dark horse of like Nintendo sometimes sort of like sure. um uh metroid that's fair. uh super mario 3d world i think while i don't want that one that one is a likely it's candidate like a there. In, basically right yeah and lastly those coveted hd zelda remasters wind waker and twilight princess so i think those could be likely but ag- not again but the one caveat i want to say here is do we need them again this fast I don't think Nintendo seems to care about that. that it, no, it's true. But I think everybody, in air quotes, especially Zelda fans, would say, give us one of, like, Skyward Sword. Yeah. So that's a Zelda game not a ton of, not as many people played because that was the dead tail end of, like, the Wii. Yeah, that's true. So a lot of people, including myself, missed out on that one entirely. I would rather have the remaster of that first, and you could do Wind Waker and Twilight Princess later because you just did those. So Wind Waker has been on GameCube, Wii, Wii yeah. U. Twilight Princess was on Wii, <laughs> GameCube, and Wii U. Like, let's go with one we haven't had numerous times over and over again and do that one first. But I feel like people hold Wind Waker in much higher regards overall, so that would be a more likely one. Personally, I'm still hoping for Pikmin 3, which we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not give up on that one because that's one that, especially if they're going to continue with the series, let's get people familiar with Pikmin. That was a great entry, and that that was the best game that they've done in the Pikmin series. And then my other one is Paper Mario Color Splash. A lot of people missed out on that one because that was the tail end of the Wii U. So that's one I'm surprised hasn't already been ported because most people missed out on that game entirely. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the Pikmin thing is that that I feel like that series is kind of in same line with Star Fox and Metroid. Yep. I think I it's going to be Super Mario 3D World and Wind mm-hmm. Waker. Those I mean cuz I think just, those are the safest Yeah, bets. they're like let's just print some money and then yep. we'll bring but then they do weird things like quietly bring out, you know, other remasters, maybe like Wonderful 101 where it doesn't get as much fanfare and it's just like, "Oh, we're going to bring this out too and throw it out at December or November or something." Plus the thing I want to kind of point out here a little bit now i know nintendo may help with the publishing of them but like wonderful 101 is not nintendo's game true neither is tokyo mara sessions neither is xenoblade so you know emily rogers who i've had my words about in the past and her credibility and whatnot you know she says hey if these ports are happening they're on top of the ones that are already coming to switch and it's like well nintendo doesn't make xenoblade and tokyo mara sessions those are other studios 
yes, they make them for Nintendo, but that I don't think that's Nintendo's decision to be like, we're gonna re- we're gonna port this over. That's those studios' decision that's to say true. we want to port them over. So I feel like that's a little weird. Like I don't think it would be Nintendo saying we want Wonderful One Hundred One. It would be who did that one? Platinum. Yeah, I think I so. Think yeah, they would say we want to do Wonderful One Hundred One, which they've been teasing that one for a while. So I feel like. If Wonderful 101 is coming, it shouldn't be included as one of these ones that Nintendo is porting over because that would be Platinum's idea. And I really would just want Platinum to focus on finishing Bayonetta first. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll find out eventually if it even, you know, comes to pass. It's true. You know, Nintendo. Speaking of coming to pass. <laughs> I think it's that time to end the show. Yes, Luke. it is. It is. Get us out of here. All right, where can people find you, sir, and in your other shenanigans and nonsensory and tomfoolery across the interwebs? Uh, well, apparently I will randomly Twitter at heavy metal underscore riff on Twitter. Uh, and then I also do a little podcast uh, called Flux to Post. We're coming back from a two-week break, so that should be a really awful episode next week. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I'm just hanging around on Discord, the PSVG Discordia. Oh, sorry, my turn? Yeah, I mean... I was, all right, let me, let me just finish this tweet. Bring back Pikmin 3, you cowards. cowards, at Nintendo of America. Okay, you can follow me at PSVG Kevin on all of the things, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, if you want, for whatever reason, your PSN, your Xbox, your Nintendo thingy, whatever you want to do, follow me there. Uh, but I encourage you to head on over to PSVG.blog, check out all the awesome things we do here as a network. The show isn't just us. It's not just me and Lucas. I mean, we're clearly the best part. But, uh, you know, you should listen to some of those stuff, too. They're okay, I guess. Um, but, yeah, PSVG.blog. Check it out. But most importantly, we ask, as always, that you never... Stop. Gaming! This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.